allow your feelings deter you praying, deter you from praying. Don't allow whatever you, you've gone through during the day or yesterday restrain you from praying. Don't allow your thoughts restrict your prayer involvement. Do your best to pray. I would say, let's give thanks to the Lord. Let's give thanks to the Lord. Some of you are wondering whether there's really any reason why you should give him thanks. I just hope you will not think this is overflogging or overemphasizing. Concerning your life as it is, he says, Jesus is the best that God could have made to come your way. The best that God could make, could have made to come your way is Christ. Colossians chapter number 2 and verse 9. You are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. 2 and verse, and verse 10. In him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Ye are complete. Ye are complete in him. Are you in church? Because you are complete in him. What is left in your life is thanksgiving. No matter what you think about it, no matter what it is, thanks. So when I say let's give him thanks, let's just cast our minds on what the word of God says and give him thanks. Hallelujah. You've been missing church. I've been preaching about how what you put on really matters. Please don't make the mistake about it. Don't think I'm saying be shaggy, shoddy, badly dressed to prove a point. Don't think I'm saying be pretentious to prove a point. I'm only saying what you put on is not what qualifies for the kingdom of God. However, there is no way you can be a Christian and be a good Christian, a healthy Christian, a spiritual person, making progress, and not mind what you put on. I guess when somebody says, what I wear doesn't really matter to me, we should take it as a sign of an unserious Christian lifestyle. I guess when somebody says, what does it matter? Even if my body is exposed and you're looking at me, it's your business. I think it's all about not being cognizant of the Christian life. That we all should learn 
to possess our vessels in sanctification and honor not as other Gentiles. First Thessalonians 1 verse 5 that know not God. I, I, I've said it all. I've, I've, I've clinched it. I've hit the nail on the head. I've caught the bulls by the eyes. I've held the bull by the horns. When you see somebody who has a disregard for whatever he or she puts on as a Christian, you are looking at a potentially dangerous Christian. Somebody who cannot be trusted. You can't just trust this person. You can't. And most times, their attitudes give them up. I think it's, it's, it's safer. It's, it's actually safer when you are with somebody who does not look like a what's up a normal Christian person whom reflects religion than with somebody whose dressing is questionable but we are told just don't judge don't be too harsh just let's give him time let him prove himself let's see what he's made up of he has just lit the first stick of cigarette I, I don't condemn him he's still born again he has a bottle of Chelsea by his side I'll take it easy I was at a particular minister's conference and I saw that some of those ministers were passing some, some tiny, very tiny sachet of whatever it is. I wasn't looking at their side. And one of them said, sir, will you take? It's, it's, it makes us alert. It was a very slim sachet of spirits of Chelsea. I said, ah, this alcoholic. He said, no, it's just... just <laughs> Just lead you, you know. <laughs> Little Christianity is no Christianity. Little worldliness is absolute worldliness. Why is it so? Because your physical body is not redeemed. I just said something that if you are not careful, you will not get. Possibly has slipped off your hands. Little Christianity is bad Christianity because we live in physical bodies. Little worldliness is absolute worldliness because we live in physical bodies. It says we have this treasure. Second Corinthians 4 verse 7 in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power may not be of us but of God. So the excellency, the, the, the supernaturality of God in us is divine. It's not physical. It takes so much to walk in the spirit. It takes so little to walk in the flesh. Because you are in the flesh and I'm in the flesh. What does this mean? It doesn't mean we are in the flesh by nature. We are in the spirit by nature in Christ. But like Paul would say, though we walk in the flesh. We walk in the flesh. Second Corinthians 10 and verse 3. 
The slightest tilt towards worldliness is worldliness. The slightest tilt towards Christianity needs more because of the spiritual faculties. When you see a man or a woman who takes just little wine to feel tipsy or just be bold. And wine is a mocker. It's a strong drink. is raging. He that is deceived thereby is not wise. Whatever makes you high is a mocker. Whether it's wine, whether it's music, hard drugs, barbiturates. Many things, sex, things that make you high. We only do it temporarily. Cannabis, temporarily. Are you sure that you are here? Temporarily. You are involved, you are committed, and then the high, that, that feeling you have is very temporal. You take some wine to just feel among. It matters what you wear. It matters what you look like. Are you representing God, my brother, my sister? Are you representing Christianity or you are just there? You don't want to look like a Christian because it's somehow. But you want to look like a cultist with your beard, with your cut, with your curls, with your ruffles. You don't want to answer to Christianity by your big Bible. So you have the smallest Bible you keep within the confines of your purse or wallet. Wallet. But then... You don't feel it's bad to wear something very ridiculous, very skimpy, very indecent. You think it's wrong to pray in tongues, even in church. Eh? I have seen pastors who said, don't pray in tongues in church so unbelievers will not get angry. Eh? But it's not bad to sing all sorts of songs everywhere I, I feel pains in my heart I think there's a serious issue we must address the body language of the average Christian is Christianity has failed us let's try other things this to me is the body language whether in marriages Relationships towards marriage, church, business, academics, life. Most Christians are not pursuing God or Christianity. They, they, they are getting wise. They are waking up. Someone says, the reason why you are losing your husband is because you are not well dressed. I told you in this church, I saw a woman, she's close to 60 years old. A pastor's wife. 
I went to take snapshots for their church to make ID cards for their church, some of their church workers. And so, I was meant to take her snapshot. She wasn't around. She was meant to bring a passport she said she did not have. I was sure she came out in a pair of shorts. Old woman. In a pair of shorts. Painted like a, a house decoration. She was looking like a model or some doll. She just came out. I said, ah! I, I didn't know when I said, Mommy! Ah. I said, Mommy! Why, why are you like this? She was very embarrassed. I was even more embarrassed because I never, I did not know I could say this nonsense to this old woman. <laughs> it was nonsense to me. If I had known before, I, I would not have said that. I was just talking in tongues under my breath. But I, I was taking, I thought I was talking to messy folks. I'm so used to messy folks, I don't know that sometimes you have to keep your mouth shut. So, ah, mommy, I said, ah, mommy, why, why are you dressed like this? Instantly, I discovered that I was not a messy or BLF or Jeanette. I discovered that I was in a larger society. Larger than BLF, Messi or Jeanette. So I said, eh, instantly. She first looked very angry, then she began to laugh. She began to laugh. You know what she said that shocked me? I think I've told you this before. She said, ah, in your she been called phenomenon. Men, hmm, this is exactly what you want. I got the message. I didn't need to hear her further. What she was simply, uh, what she was saying by my inference, I may be wrong, is that I'm not too old to look young and beautiful. It looks like you men want someone to keep looking young and beautiful. Do you know there are some wives who are under pressure to look younger than their age? Because bra is looking outside. So, the, 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 the recommendation that the church of Christ is prescribing for women so their Christian husbands will not look at younger women or more beautiful women outside is that these women should look younger than their age. They should dress like secularistic women. They should just, just so that bra will not look out. So the church is telling you that Bra is wayward. Bra's eyes. Bra has not made covenant with his eyes like Job. So, so that bra will not look out. You must watch your weights. You must eat only cabbage. You must turn onions into a bar. So you can look very slim, very romantic and portable and cute. You must pad every part of your body. Pads. Pad, bum, bum. You pad every part of your body as a woman. So that bro will not look outside. At the end of the day, bro is not just looking outside, he's already outside. Because what it takes for a man to look outside is not you. It's Christianity. And this same Christianity is what we despise. And say, oh, God has failed us, so what do we do? God has failed us academically, what do we do? God has failed us in professions. Look it, even in looking for whom to marry. Christian sisters do not depend on prayers or the power of the Holy Spirit. They depend on what they have. 
to capture the big boys. And you hear Christian sisters say, I cannot marry a religious person. No. I, can, I, cannot, I cannot marry a religious bro. I, can, I cannot marry. No, no, no. God forbid. Though. Ah, what's that? Prayer, prayer, prayer. Fasting, fasting. Ah, God forbid. Though. I cannot marry a man who understands me. Ah, what about God? Ah, what's that? God is in heaven. I cannot marry a bro. A bro. A bro who, 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 who will not pray always. Who will have time for varieties. Several families are self-centered, stingy, greedy, miserly, ungodly, uncharitable, unkind, unchristianly because Christianity has failed them. So, bro will not look outside or cease. They are closed up. Instead of going for prayer meetings, fasting meetings, to the mountain at Eliwo, to go and seek mercy or ask mercy from the late pa. They rather... Go shopping. The body language of the average Christian is God has failed us. Let's try other things. So, a woman at 60 cannot depend on God or trust the Christian virtues and values of God to make the husband understand her. She needs to. She needs to advance some secularistic ideas to keep herself absolutely beautiful. Can you get younger after all? You may look younger. Can you get younger? What mother age cannot do to you because of foundation and pads everywhere Father time will take from you by reason of the same age. After a while, you will know you are old. You will, you will soon know you are old. Why are we not Christian? Why don't we just pursue Christ? Why, why are we regressing from Christianity? We are trying other things. Even our greetings. Somebody greets you. Good morning. You are blessed or God bless you. Now, God bless you is questionable, we know. And you're like, ah, God bless me. Are you a Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. Okay, I didn't know. Sorry. Please, please, please. Move, move, move. <laughs> you know, I've, I've seen Christians who will say, I mean, move the channel. What, what, what Christian? We've had enough at church. Turn to music. Turn to Z-World. Turn Change that channel from Christian channel. Let's watch African magic. What's that? We have had enough in church. There is a deliberate body language that suggests that let's depart from the Lord and seek secularistic things. And it's getting worse. It's getting worse. I suspect that in a couple of years, to be a healthy Christian, a biblical Christian will be very difficult. You'll be choked. People will choke you. They will choke you and tell you, Christianity is no longer Christianity unless it's practiced by the rule of the world. And the moment we subject Christianity to worldliness, it stops being Bible Christianity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, let me share something briefly and then we close. Now it's um, interactive. If you have a question or a comment concerning the issue of it really matters, please 
Don't hesitate to raise your hand and then we'll give you the microphone. You raise a question and we'll try to give an answer. I said try. I always say this is because I don't want to impose anything on anybody. I only preach the truth I think is the Bible. So I'm not saying that I will satisfy you what I say. What I will say. I only attempt to answer your questions from the Bible if it's a Bible orientated question. If it's not, I may not be able to answer if it's philosophy or medical sciences or fashion or history or uh, mathematics, I may not know. But if it's Bible, I will do my best. So let me show you something quickly. At Hebrews 5, I have preached this before. I just want to redress and then take some questions and close. I want us to close at 8 o'clock. And I still want us to pray for some few minutes. I believe in prayers and I pray a lot. But I also believe that when church members understand scriptures, their prayers will become more effective. Praying is not just about shouting. Praying has to be in line with the scriptures to be effective. Do you understand? That it's only when we ask in accordance with his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, then we have the petitions we have desired of him. You may shout and shout and be saying nonsense. It does not have any heavenly reckoning or acceptance. Hebrews 5 and verse 11 he had been speaking about Melchizedek. Melchizedek. I always say in this church, the writer of Hebrews. I rarely say Paul at Hebrews. Because unlike other books of the Bible, the book of Hebrews does not carry the name of the author at the entrance, even at the doxology, at the close. So, if you two can do that, it's not bad when you say the writer of Hebrews. When you refer to Hebrews, that shows you are learned. It just shows that you are objective and you are learned because you are not sure. Also, notice when I quote people, I always um, reference them. I always tell you, someone said, this person said, I don't plagiarize people's contents. You don't see me read a book and come and, and use the book to preach a message and say it's my book. Each time I quote somebody, I make a reference to the person and I acknowledge the person. I say thank you very much for what you have contributed. If it's the Bible, I will tell you the Bible says at so and so place. If I'm not sure, I'll quickly check on my concordance. I'll run it, give it to you in my head. I just make sure you know where it's coming from so you don't think it's, it's my doctorate. I don't have doctrine. I may nobody to have doctrine. I only preach what I think the Bible is saying. I may be very wrong. And each time I discover I'm wrong, whenever I discover I'm wrong, I'll repent. I'm not God. I'm not um, Bible. I'm just like any of you. Hebrews 5 and verse 11. Of whom? You say whom? Melchizedek. You say what's the meaning of this? Describes him as a priest of God. And talks about Jesus called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek. 
Describing his high priesthood and even Melchizedek, he says, of whom we have many things to say. We have many things to say. And hard, hard, hard to be uttered. Saying he had all of hearing. Hard to be uttered. Then, have you seen this phrase? Hard to be uttered. Hard to be uttered. I want to ask you in this church, what do you consider as hard to be uttered doctrine? If there is anything you think is hard to be uttered, I want to ask you. Before we leave it open, people have accused me over and over again. They've accused me that I use grandiloquent language. I'm bombastic. Ara, Ara, whatever her name is. I mean, Ara sent me text some time ago and said, Revo, I have missed you. The shouting Revo. I'm not saying what she said is out of place. It's just her compliment or opinion. People have accused me. I shout. I'm not um, gentlemanly or winsome. I'm very bombastic. And above all, I preach things that are very hard. So at the end of the day, I scare people away. So church is this empty because I've scared them with my hard doctrine. So let's see what you consider hard doctrine. But before you go far, I'm going to explain what the Bible describes here as hard to be altered. Now let's quickly see 2 Peter 3 also, something very similar. Take your Bibles. What I want to address in your life today is this. I want to argue you to a standstill. I mean, argue with you to a standstill that there is nothing in Christianity that is hard. And there is nothing like milk or meat. Each time God's word says hard, milk or meat, it refers to people's attitudes and not the substance or quality of the word. So I don't want you to ever be in, 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 in a point where you are careful what you say you don't want to preach some things because you feel they are the hard doctrine that has made mercy assembly this scanty people have said Revo, we will have had a bigger church but for hard doctrine I have sat down to think about it over and over again Was it that over the years, I did not know doctrine was hard? Or was I just adamant or stubborn-hearted? People have pushed it to me. They've said many things. And in retrospect, and in a soul or self-search, I've come up with the conclusion that what we call hard doctrine is not hard. It's just that many of us are on the path of compromise 
and unbelief. I may be wrong. Second Peter. So, I want you to be thinking of what you say. So, when I just give the mic, it goes straight to the point. You tell me, yes, this is hard. This is hard. This is hard. Then you tell me why it is hard. Second Peter 3 and verse 16 describes salvation as also in all his epistles speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to be understood. This hard to be understood phrase is here again. Just like hard to be uttered. But each time it occurs within a particular reference. Look at this one. Which, which, they that are unlearned and unstable rest. I'm going to say the word rest in some other translations, even in the Greek. It means to misconstrue, to distort. Misconstrue or distort. As they do also the other scriptures. So these things are hard to be understood. We agree. But then these people are unlearned and unstable. So when we say they are unlearned and unstable, and they also distort other scriptures, it takes it off the heart to be understood. Are you getting it? And it makes it the responsibility of those who are receiving it the way they receive it. At Hebrews, which I have just shown you, it says at verse 11, of whom we have many things to say and had to be uttered. It says, see, because, because, Let, let's take this from some other translation. Give me some two, three translations quickly. There is so much we would like to say about this. But it is difficult to explain. And he says the reason why. It is difficult because he says you are dull. You are too. He says, yeah, this one says actually is the word lazy in the thin heart. That's the word nothros. Lazy in the thin heart. Nothros. N-O-T-H-R-O-S. You are spiritually dull and you don't seem to listen. And tomorrow, ah, I would have explained, but oh God, it's difficult getting across to you. So the issue is not that it's difficult. Because you are dull, it's difficult to get across to you. Now, from these two verses and some others, people have said there are some things in Christianity that are hard. Okay, now let's quickly see something he describes also. Verse 12. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And I become such as doesn't say you are. Such as. Have you seen the simile? You have become. That is your attitude. 
your attitude of laziness have made you become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Verse 12 does not split God's word to meat and milk. It says, for your attitude, you have become such as you have just become like a babe. That's not say you are a babe. It says you are just like a babe that has need of milk. You are just like a child that has need of milk. Does not say God's word is milk or meat. You have just become like a child that has need of milk. You have become like a babe. You have become like a babe. Are you getting it? So, when we talk about milk or meat, we're talking about babes or adults. And this has no reference to Christianity. He's saying that by your attitude, you have become such as, such as. Have you seen the simile here? So, verse 13. For everyone that uses milk, that is if you are babyish, is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he's a babe. He's a babe because of his attitudes. His dullness, his lack of listening, span of attention has made him such as. Verse 14. But strong meat, which is the word. No. Strong meat is for those of full age. So, meat is relative to those of full age. Milk is to babes. Neither milk nor meat hair describes God's word. Meats and milk hair speak of the attitudes of babes or adults. Because you are lazy, you have become such as have need of milk. Does not say God's word is milk and meat. Where's the microphone? Questions? Or what do you call hard doctrine. You are free. What do you think is hard to be uttered? Just tell me a topic that you think hey, don't, don't, hey, don't say it. Don't, don't preach it on Sundays. Preach it at digging deep. Digging deep. May I tell you before you go further? There is no topic like this in the Bible. The Bible is a single message. There is no topic hard in the single message of Christ. Everything you should preach is the message. When Pastor Jide came to preach at the Unit Leadership Pastors Leaders Conference, his assertions were very erroneous. He came with the conclusion that redemption, which we magnify so much, is for babes. I said, no, sir. Redemption is the totality of the mind of God. This is what Acts 20 and verse 27 describes as the total of all the counsel of God. It's for everyone. So, Pastor Gideon said, we have overflogged redemption in the world circles. He gave a comparison. Let me quickly bring it forth. He said, what is a popular topic that is 
common to SSC mathematics? Somebody answered and said, quadratic equations. Jide said, Pastor Jide said, if a student is taught quadratic equation very well for two years, two years, would the Christ, would the student pass mathematics at SSC? Unanimously, we all said, no, it's not possible. You know why? There are many other topics in mathematics. I remember longitude and latitude. I remember simultaneous equations. I remember set theory. I remember swords. I remember factorizations. Many things. So he likened it to the word circles. I raised my hand and said, excuse me, I have a question. Are you saying this is what we do here? He didn't answer first, the second day. Third day, I said, excuse me, you must answer now. So Pastor Logan said, he's not talking about us, he's talking about some other churches. But I said, ha, how come you are talking about other churches? You've just said we overemphasize redemption. We won't say, what we have here is mercy, assembly, believers got fellowship, and what hell are How can you are talking about us? So he now said on the last day, along line, along the line, he said, We have overflowed redemption. I said, No. The only message in the Bible is redemption. There's no other message in the Bible. If you think so, you can raise it. Chile now said, okay. Are there topics we have not preached here? And then here comes Ara. Ara said, we have not preached on sexuality. We have not preached on money. So, these to Ara are topics outside of Christ. I said, listen. We preach money here. We don't call it money. We preach redemption's view over money. We preach sexuality here. We don't call it bi, transgender, homosexual, or lesbianism, or bestiality. We teach Christ's perspective on sexuality. So, where's the microphone? What do you consider hard to be uttered? Very hard. It's bone. Is born. Gideon said he preached somewhere, and somebody said, Eh, you have just given us meat. This is meat, meat. He preached renewing the mind. So I just infer that what someone like Gideon will call meat is renewing the mind. If renewing the mind is not in Christ, then what is it? So where's the mic? I'm already preempting you. I'm already scaring you from talking, isn't it? I'm just guiding you. I'm, not, I'm just guiding you so you don't go far. What do you call hard? Just think about it. What have you had in this church you think is too hard? It should not be preached. Why? 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 
at Jeanette, Pastor Irene comes up and says, babies are going to heaven. Just like the imbeciles, the idiots, the morons, or the mad people. A woman who in pregnancy goes mad, or a young lady who was put in the family way at 13 who goes mad, or a baby born with a wrong brain sphere who goes mad, is going where? It, you, you cannot tell me they are going to hell. So, I come on stage and I say, by the principles of redemption, there's no sentiment. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The baby you call Ronke, Romoke, Omolado, Morenike, the sweet 16 Jollof rice baby is a spirit not born again in God's side, corrupted by Adam's seed. Except the seed becomes incorruptible, the seed will go to hell on death. Here comes Dr. Teju Fabuya's wife, beautiful sister, lovely sister, sister Ife. She called me to one corner. She said, I want to see you, sir. Remember, I want to see you. So I joined her in one corner. I said, I love you. And I believe in you. I have followed your ministry. You are my father in the Lord. You bless me. But, 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 don't say it again. Even if we know they are going to hell. Uh-uh, let's, not, let's keep it secret. Uh-uh. So here comes Reverend Francis. I said, Francis, where are babies going? Francis said, Ah, Revo, you said it all. Anything you say, me, ah, you can argue, tell me. Everybody's so parini. I said, Jide, you are caught. Come and stand here. Jide could not say a word. I said, I know you. You are neither here nor there. Teju comes in. Teju says, Where are they going? They're not born again. They're going to hell. Thank God for the spirit and others that came. So, quickly, where's the mic? What is hard to you? You think it's too hard. Don't be afraid. Just say it. You will not look foolish. You only say it and then give us quick um, support. Anybody? Hard doctrine. Please don't be brutalized to being quiet. What is called acquiescence. You, you, are, you, are, you are brutalized. You are like, <laughs> if I talk here, he will use my name as another example somewhere else. It pays you now. Why not? If I call your name, you are blessed. If I call your name anywhere, you are blessed. If I call your name in America, you are blessed. That's all. So you want to give us hard doctrine. Not hard doctrine in the sense of the word. I mean, um, what I'm just trying to say is that um, even what um, was said in the book of Hebrews, according to chapter 6, saying, let us go on to perfection, in itself was not saying that... um, there's a perfection we ought to go to that we are, we are in the basics now that, that we should move on to perfection even what it calls perfection is what it says for that not laying again the foundation of repentance unto dead works and faith towards God and doctrine of baptisms and laying of hands and resurrection of the dead and eternal life and eternal judgment so he's also saying that even the perfection is also saying is also the basic things I'm just would I say um, no, no, I'm no, just no. emphasizing no 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 you are wrong you are wrong okay it says let us leave the principles and go onto perfection. Hebrews 6.1 Okay. What he calls perfection 
is at verse 9 and 10. Okay. But, beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation, though we don't speak. Okay. Then he now speaks of giving. That's what he calls perfection. But people have said there is a more matured and perfect doctrine beyond Hebrews 6, 1 and 2. And I've said, what is it? And they have not been able to say it. Okay, maybe, maybe this way I would um, sound, um, would I say, okay, this is what I'm trying to say. I'm saying even, okay, let's say, let's say giving is perfection. That's what I'm he saying, calls. No, don't say it's perfection. What he describes as going to perfection later okay. is unveiled as showing diligence by giving. That's what he calls perfection. Okay. If we call it perfection, it must be in the context of Hebrews 6. Okay. Because perfecting holiness at 2 Corinthians 7 and verse 1 in the fear of God is different from this one. Okay. Okay, but what I'm saying is that if Hebrews 6 calls um, verse 12 now, am I correct? Yes. 9, or verse 9. Okay, verse 9 says perfection is um, giving. So should, should it not, is, it, is it proper for us to call those things you have said before then um, close to perfection or not, not as good as perfection? That is the point. So I'm getting your point. That is all the same thing. Yes, that's what I'm so saying. So when he says perfection, he's talking within a frame. Because if we say giving is perfection, what about baptisms? Yes. What about repentance towards God? What about laying on of hands? What about the resurrection of the dead? What about eternal judgment? And it's the same thing. So he just uses that clause, perfection, to show that, look, I want you to understand ministering to the saints as an attitude that follows redemption. That's all. Okay. Thank you, sir. You have a question? All right. What about eternal security? Once saved, forever saved. You're going to miss it this way. When you think that once saved, forever saved is an invented doctrine. It was invented by Revo so that anything it does is right. So I no wonder Revo can answer anyhow because he preaches eternal security. And that's a wrong one. The doctrine of eternal salvation is that anybody that God saves is saved eternally. The salvation God gives is eternal. It is not temporal or short-lived. There are many scriptures. Hebrews 7.26 Wherefore he is able to save to the uttermost. One says completely and forever. John 10. I love this John 10. John 10. Are you in church? Very beautiful scripture. And verse 28 and 29. John 10. Eternal salvation is not something invented in this church. It's not something somebody taught me as a way to cover up our sins. It's not a license for sins. It's just the Bible. It is not extra biblical, extra judicial, extra God. It's just the Bible. John 10, 28. And I give unto them eternal life 
and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. You cannot even pluck yourself. Okay? Here comes this one. Me, Shemo. Jesus, wait, wait. Me, Shemo. Well, it would have been possible. If when you got born again, it was just lips. You got born again, you attend our church. If you don't come here again, you are gone forever. You are on your own. But getting born again is, is little supernatural. He puts within you eternal life through the process of his death and resurrection. You identify with his resurrection and his crucifixion. The process has to be reversed. So it's an irreversible action. If you say you are not ready, you backslidden, you are cursing Jesus, you are killing pastors, you are still a member of the kingdom of God. It's an irreversible process. Alright. Questions? Comments? What do you call hard doctrine? What, what is it? What is it that is hard? Ah, ah. Revoable God. <clears throat> I preached and one pastor comes and says, ah, thank God. I didn't bring my friend today. Ah, ah. Some nonsense. Some nonsense. Ah, Never you preach nonsense. 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 Don't make sense. Because what I preached was too hard for her. What I preached was just, was, was too, ah, ah. How can you say babies are going to hell? Eh, be more ni. Eh, be more ni. I bet lot money. Share, be more ni. Good day, babies. Ah, you are wicked. But then, what's the Bible saying? Yes or no? Yes. And I said it. It's always either yes or no. Either yes or no. It's never like uh, no. Questions? So, you were uh, gained, nobody else. Alright? Sorry, sir. Uh, okay, how about, um, would I say, maybe just my, um, my little time I've spent here. We've not really dealt about maybe revelations. Should I, should I, should I say that um, it's, um, in quotes, not necessary or it's a hard area to delve into? There is nothing hard about the book of Revelation. Only that the revelation is revelation. The book of Revelation contains revelations that are trances, visions, which I can only preach within redemption. To take the book of Revelation and begin to preach it will become erroneous. Are you listening to me? Now, you cannot teach Revelation as a book because there's no book of the Bible that stands alone. teach Ephesians alone. No. When I teach a concept from Ephesians, I use every book. It should be the same thing. If I want to teach Revelation alone, how do I do it without redemption? I'm going to mess it up. Okay. I'll give an example. It's just like a man stands up to prophesy. And I put the Bible away and I begin to teach his prophecy. It's nonsense. I can only refer to the book of Revelation teaching redemption. I can't teach the book because of the visions and the, how will I take the chances? And I'll give, and I'll give the same example again. Somebody stands in this church and begins to prophesy. 
I was in the spirit on the last day. I saw, I saw, I heard, I heard, I saw, I saw. And then I said, okay. Seven trumpets stand for USA, Gog and Magog, USA, Russia. Oh, I'm, I'm messing up. 7,000 here stands for the 7,000 souls in Israel. I'll be messing up. So you can only teach revelation in redemption. Outside which you are going to be erroneous teaching it alone. People have taught it. They've said nonsense. They've said many nonsense. Because it can never stand alone. Read it. It's good for you. But it's to be interpreted in redemption. Alright, let's, okay. You are the mic. You are coming late. We said, ask questions. You did not. This is 8 o'clock already. Sir, I don't have questions. I... Hold the mic well to your mouth. Okay. Yeah. I don't have question. I call it um, an observation or a contribution. I, okay. I don't know. Sir, what I discover is that two things from what you've said now about heart doctrine. First, I think it's um, not allowing the word to sink into our hearts yeah. or <clears throat> just disbelieve of the word of God. Yeah. And also, I think many preachers see something more to salvation, to making heaven other than um, redemption itself. Yeah, faith in Christ, death and resurrection. Yes, sir. So they extrapolate and then give subheadings to messages in the Bible. Like yes. he was saying, it just occurred to me when he was talking about the book of Revelation. I remember in my former church, for like two months, the general overseer was preaching from Revelation. And then you will see topics that he will preach. These are topics that at the end of everything, Christianity is... Um, so difficult and unrealistic. Yes, impracticable. You yes, you, you can't, can't make heaven. You can't. You preach about, you start with um, restitution and then you go to the great white throne judgment, the great tribulation, the war of Armageddon. <laughs> and you are just looking at everything like the great tribulation, the great white throne judgment, Armageddon, Armageddon, rapture, three rapture. years of suffering, 666, 555. These are the topics that was extrapolated out of the book of Revelation yes. as a doctrine on its own. Yes. So if anybody is going to talk about meat and meek of the word, I'm sure they will want to tag these subheadings as meat, if not even bone. Yeah, or, or metal, yes. Of the world. Yeah. And then just giving your life to Christ, which they see as elementary. Me, the, me. First, the first step yeah. to, to coming to Christ as mere milk. Yes. So it's the extrapolations, the belief they have that there is more to salvation that is making it seem as if. Um, there is meat or meat of the word. Because ever since I've joined this ministry, everything being preached is as simple and plain. You just accept, okay, it's like this, 
they've shown you from the Bible, there is nothing like the war of Armageddon. There is nothing like the great white throne judgment. We all know there is going to be judgment day. Yeah. But what is going to happen is not for the Christian because you already have Christ. You are in Christ already. Yes. So that is just the main problem. That's what I've observed. Very true. Do you agree with her? Very simple. Brother, you a third time. And nobody else is talking. You a third time. Sorry. From what you said now, are you saying that um, the book of Revelation on its own is it is not? Um, no, she, I think she's just saying what I said. That let's not explain this book as a standalone. Okay. Let's see this book from redemption. Yeah. Let me not bother you with Armageddon, White Throne Judgment, okay. the seven mysteries, the seven dragons, the twenty-four dragons, the seven heads, the axe head, because that will not be an, a blessing to you in any way. Let me teach you redemption. You are in Christ. Don't worry. When the white throne judgment comes, if you are there, you are still in Christ. Because the things that will unfold, there are no things you can explain here. This is a vision. The man saw a vision. We can only judge it as right or wrong. We cannot say, eh, this is how it will work. This is how it will not work. How will it work? I don't know. The Antichrist has a heading in redemption. We understand it. To now say, the, the archangel, this archangel, the, the, the great woman and the witness will be very confusing. We don't need it. Do you understand? Yes, sir. All right, let's stand to our feet. Let's pray a while and close. Since you all do not seem to have questions, let's just pray. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise from the Holy Ghost. Praise some 